Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 735, recording today on the 9th of November. God, it's suddenly I'm suddenly noticing Christmas stuff and it's really freaking me out because I just am not in any way ready for it. I really am not. Um, but anyway, this isn't really a social commentary on uh, the, the, the state of how Christmas gets earlier every year. This is a music technology podcast where we talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh, synthesizers, drum machines, software, music production, streaming, live gigs, the whole gamut of things. And I want to say hello to our friends over in the chat rooms. We've got uh, Wagyu on the moderator. Uh, thank you very much, Wagyu. And uh, also... Big thanks to Dom for making all of that cross-posting beautiness work. Uh, we've also got the IRC, but you can see it all. It all cross-posts to everywhere. So, uh, yeah, nice and busy. Nice to see a few friendly faces in there. We've got Robarth, MacArvery, Rapscallion, Redwalks, Wagyu, uh, KV5, Broccoli. Some new faces in there, I think, by the looks of things, which is always nice. Um, so, yeah, um, I, what do we got? Yes, the uh, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to plug our event. So our event is happening on the 26th of November. Uh, uh, at Charlie's Bar and Bath City FC, there is a live stream as well, uh, but um, that's fine. Uh, and, but if you want to come, there is a fire limit, so do get your tickets sorted out because it could be a little complicated uh, otherwise. Let me just post. I'll post the link to the, the live stream. I've set up the event already. I'll just pop that in there and that will show up. Um, so yeah, um, you can buy tickets uh, via Bitly. It's only a fiver, so we wanted to keep it low so that we could um, we could basically make sure that uh, um, uh, we covered the PA because on a Saturday night hiring a PA in a venue, well, a venue actually, it gets a bit pricey. And we didn't want to lose too much money on this, but it's going to be fun. We got eight confirmed and people waiting in the wings. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And also, while you're thinking about supporting us in any way, I'd like you to consider our. Patreon hey, why not join well? us on Patreon? We got a couple of levels. If you join us at the upper level by the end of the show, your name will appear in the credits. How about that? But if that's not your thing, we've also got lots of exclusive extra video. In fact, uh, got answers questions from uh, the East West and West Past extra bits that we posted. Uh, there's also ad-free versions of pretty much all of our content that's posted to YouTube, including pre-show versions and un exclusive videos from this very show, Sonic Talk uh, pre-show. Uh, we've also got, uh, in fact, actually, if you notice, uh, the news video that we put up, which was the drop-in series, that was actually named uh, by one of our patrons. So you just get involved in all of this stuff. As well as that, there's a Discord for you to join and a whole bunch of other things. We've got a whole load of samples and patch downloads, so lots and lots of stuff. So please do consider joining us on Patreon. It's much appreciated. Yes, and in these times where uh, advertising is so uncertain, even though we do have a couple of lovely sponsors for the show, it's nice to have a little bit of kind of uh, independent uh, income to keep the whole uh, ship rolling. Anyway, right, enough of that stuff. We'll say hello to our friends over... Well, we'll talk to... Let's say Dom. Dom Hawking. Hello. Hey, Mr. Wiggly there in his studio. How are you, mate? Been I'm ages. really good. It does feel like a long time, doesn't it? I've been watching and checking my laptop and making sure all the, all the cross-posting in the chat kind of works and the QQs come in. Yeah, don't forget, if you're in the chat and you want to ask us some questions, um, put us on the spot. You can put a QQ in front. I just saw Andrew Brooks ask a question without a QQ, which made me think about it. So stick a QQ in the comments and we can we can try and answer them. But but yeah, no, I'm really good. I've I've taken this opportunity to kind of re not rewire, kind of tidy up. I've set up another camera so you can actually see 
the whole kind of studio layout now. Uh, and I want to do some more live streaming uh, and bits and pieces. But I don't think anyone's ever seen how this room actually looks. They've only ever seen me sitting in front of that kind of um, table behind me with the bits and pieces on. So I'd like to do some more of that. I started doing some little afternoon chill out streams, just chatting kind of Twitch style. And it was just really relaxing, really, really good. But um, what have I been up to? I've been up to some stuff with Soma. I'm, I'm helping Synthstrom coordinate their uh, the fitting of their new displays into all the deluge uh deluge bits and pieces that are coming out they they i think you covered it they they launched a new display that can be retrofitted so i'm more helping right. organize that in the uk which is good so it's not very sexy thing to do it involves a van of like, huge amounts of bubble wrap arriving and that kind of stuff but it's more a logistical <laughs> challenge um yeah and a bunch of yeah just some hopefully some some new vids and some bits and pieces coming up so yeah i've been having quite a good time actually and it's half term is over Excellent. so i've got my days back nice Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Lovely to have you. And uh, again, much appreciated your uh, behind-the-scenes work on this uh, comment cross-post. Mm, thank you. Because it really does work. It's marvellous. There's another little hit. You see the buzz there in the list? Uh, that is the our little bot that cross-posts between IRC, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and um, Discord. There you Discord, go. Yeah. Got all of those things going on. Uh, Gaz Williams as well. We have Mr. Gaz there, who's in his studio, bass player. And I was going to change your lower third. I don't know what you'd like instead of the... Uh, dot me website uh, uh, but i could put your youtube url because of course youtube yeah. are you doing a show tonight often wednesday is your night as well yes i am gonna do a show tonight i am i've got something uh that i want to sort of uh, yeah dip my toes into tonight so um but you'll have to tune yeah. in to see what that is um oh but, uh, okay yeah. <laughs> well i might explain a little bit about some of the stuff um that's been going on here now uh, very briefly, right by there, I don't know if you can just see it, just in the corner of the frame. Can you see what that is? Is that the new... Depth of, uh, what's lovely it? depth of field, yeah. <laughs> a freak, mini freak. No. Oh, oh, there, a calculator. No, you've gone. Yeah. The, the little RetroKits RK8 MIDI sequence. Ah, yes. And... Uh, to those of you who remembered a few a few weeks back when I was on Sonic last, and I was book and I had an eBay bid on um, a Roland JV fifty fifty. No, uh, sorry, uh, XV fifty fifty, which I missed out on by a fiver. Um, that slippery path has led me to getting hold of a Roland Integra 7, which is probably, I was thinking about this, is probably the least fashionable piece of music tech that I could have uh, got in the year 2022. He's gone multi-timbral. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, honestly, it's, it's, I'm having, I'm just having huge joy with it. It's, it's amazing. Um, I've got like a, a vintage iPad, um, veteran of many a Sonic Touch, uh, an old iPad Air from 2013 that I can now dedicate as a full time touchscreen because it's just, it was, you know, it wasn't being used for anything. Oh, so to the Integra, like yeah. Time touch screen. It's just a shame the app is so poo, really. It's um, that's a real shame. But the the Roland app that accompanies the Integra, but it's just having mass multi-timbrality is something that you know in the kind of synths and stuff I've been really focusing on in the last ten years has been anything but you know multi-timbral and. Um, 
you know, I did do it. I loaded up 16 bagpipes. I just needed to know what bagpipes <laughs> was going to be like. And, uh, and, and not just normal bagpipes, supernatural tones. So I've been, Supernatural I mean, I've bagpipes. Like Whoa. Oh, that's... 10 years I need to write late. that down. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm 10 years late to the supernatural party, but it's like... I'd really turn my back on sort of uh, realistic instrument sounding stuff a long, long time ago. Um, you know, sort of uh, trying to make authentic saxophone sounds and all that kind of thing. Um, having originally been drawn like uh, by the M1, that saxophone in the demo on M on the on the M1, just like oh my goodness! Uh, but I abandoned that years ago. Um, so I've actually just got back into playing like with the kind of realistic mm. instruments, the supernatural. God, listen to me, I'm like bringing news from ten years ago. Um, <laughs> the supernatural stuff, I just find it just so much fun, especially when you mess around with sequences which are more designed for modern modern type analog synths. You know, um, just sending like hundreds of notes in into the 16 bagpipes really fast nice really, really i'll tell you fast. what well because we did we did the uh we uh, it was Gav, was it gavin not gareth gareth uh gareth, gareth yeah. Uh, chap, yeah gareth we did that we did the kind of launch video or certainly the sort of um we looked at that i remember yeah it, I, I mean i think the whole, whole multi-tumbrel thing is very uh um it's sort of overlooked, isn't it? It's almost a completely forgotten art. You know, most people don't really have that kind of thing. And whereas, you know, back in the day, that was everything. You know, S1000s yeah. were multi-tumble, and S950s were multi-tumble. There was so much of it, you know, and now there's no, almost nothing. Well, I mean, this, apart from I, the big workstations, of course. Well, it's just, it feels like that, that module, that particular thing, the Integra 7, just feel it's, it's like the end of the line, isn't it? You know, because... I kind of got my way to the Integra by, by my friend Jason getting hold of a, a JV1080, and there's plenty of life left in that old dog, I can tell you. I really, I, and I just thought, oh, I want one of these. And then, oh, da, 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 and you follow that path, and that's the end of the line. Roland haven't gone there since, because it's all gone to the cloud, hasn't it? So those kind of <laughs> modules are sort of... The plot know. twist there. Gaz sells all his gear and keeps only Integra 7. <laughs> uh, that's from uh, Mac, <laughs> Mac Avi via you. YouTube, yes, <laughs> we'll see. I'm not sure that's yeah. going to happen, is it? But uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I agree. I mean, sometimes um, it's interesting because particularly when you, you have a lot of equipment that comes through your hands, and, and this happens to me quite a lot, and occasionally you'll pick out, like, you know, I pick up this Jupiter 6 or something, you know, and I'll just put it in there, and I'll, I will have been playing since, that I reviewed since that I thought sounded really good. I mean, I've just been doing the Mini Freak, actually. That's coming up real soon. And, and then you put, a, like, a a proper old synth or an, an, an instrument from a different era. And, and you kind of, you get that comparison. Sometimes they hold up well. And sometimes you just go, Oh, I, I, I think I've lost sight of what, <laughs> what really good is maybe sometimes, you know, so uh, <laughs> I think, I, I think it's a good exercise. Well done. You're taking one for the team there, Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll be delve, delving into the Integra in the show tonight. So uh, if you if you want to come like back in time, like just you know, imagine it's ten years ago. Yeah, uh, Dom. I forgot to ask. Are you doing your uh, your show tonight as well? Are you doing? Yeah, the, I um, might crash into the, the great series. Gazzies, but it's 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 a different type of thing. It's at nine o'clock. What time are you streaming, Gaz? Is are you eight or seven uh, or? Oh, I'll just do an hour, Dom. I'll, I'll sign off. I'll do. I'll do from eight till nine. 
Oh, fabulous. Right. And you can pop over. It's not a music stream, though, on Wednesdays for me. It's, um, it's called Important Smashed, work, and it's about serious stuff with, uh, with Oliver Gold, who uh, has recovered from addiction and depression and all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, so we just talk about that. And, and I'll tell you, we've done four shows. We've definitely helped some people. Um, one would be enough. Right. To be honest, it helps Oliver talking about it, but we've definitely had a couple of success stories of people who've taken steps to overcome some of their issues uh but there's so many musicians that have been touched by depression or antidepressants yeah. or, or addiction it's obvious it's it's kind of goes sometimes with the with the career yeah, i no, suppose absolutely. so that's a that's a, a, a serious one uh at nine o'clock mr wiggly but um yeah pop on over after gaz if you fancy it it's not for everyone uh, for real but um i, I just well, reminded me as well on a different note sorry for from gaz it was the arabus was your favorite Desert Island synth recently, I think, wasn't it, Gaz? Because uh, Arabus, yeah, Arabus. Yeah. Yeah. I've always called it Arabus. Mm. Uh, <laughs> very. If you're quick, you can get one as a kit on Dreadbox. They released Hades and Arabus, Arabus, hundred each, I think. Ah. And the Hades has already wow. sold out, but I think there's a few Arabus left. So don't. Well, need to okay, yeah, Obviously, well worth, well worth window. checking out. Yeah. Well worth checking out. Okay, well, we should probably get on to a topic because uh, goodness knows. I mean, there are some. I mean, and it's always nice to hear what everybody's up to. I mean, it's it's an informal chat, we like to think. But uh, we this one's been sitting around for a while, actually, because uh, it's it's now launched on its Kickstarter. So uh, let's just play a bit. And, and I think as a piece of introduction video, it's kind of a masterpiece. It reminds me of those ads that you used to get in the Paul Verhoeven movies, which were sort of really crass TV commercials like, like uh, Storm, Starship Troopers, and uh, I forget the other one. Anyway, I'm going to play it. From the great thinkers at... This is Noise Team. This, this is Mini Blaster. A unique MIDI controller that features four infrared sensors and LEDs. You use MIDI Blaster by tilting your hand one or four directions. MIDI Blaster then sends that data to your door or synthesizer, allowing you to control four parameters at the same time. Give the performer a unique and experimental way to shape their sound. Yeah, I, I would play the whole thing, but actually uh, it's uh, it's quite long and it can get a little bit grating. But if you listen to the way that they've done the, the, the vocal production, it's a really interesting and quite thick. But anyway, that's not really the point. What this is, it is Mini Blaster. They've lo launched it on uh, Kickstarter, actually. They launched it uh, eight days ago. So it's, oh, I think, just after we did. And, and they've already reached their goal. So uh, the Mini Blaster, I'm thinking, I mean, this is a D-beam, surely, by any other name. But it's a multi, it's a multiple, it's multiple D-beams in a single unit so uh you know maybe it's something that uh, you folks would be interested in and i think that gesture control seems to always capture people's imagination which is presumably why roland put them on stuff i don't know Dom, are you are you want totally. to sit there like a wizard and wave your hands Sorry. around and make uh, stuff happen i think it's good i'm not sure actually um th that that thing literally reminded me of somewhere between an m&m track and the grand theft auto kind of ad that they got in the cars and stuff You're exactly right <laughs> and it's really good it's really really good i mean um and it's a cool thing and it's it's a good I think they've launched the price for the early birds, which I think is about £120, as the correct price for the unit. And I think full price yeah, is about £180, which feels a little... Too expensive. Just a I little agree. bit. But everything's expensive these days. And I kind of say that about everything these days. But um, that feels like the good price point for it. Um, and it's kind of cool because it's got... It looks really cool because the, the, of the LEDs that kind of... They give you feedback. There are four points on it. 
I, you, you obviously get an up-down control on all of them and not much as your hand is kind of doing that, but it's enough to sort of flutter the filter a little bit. You can set CCs on each of the four. So I guess if you did the filter and then maybe adjusted the resonance or the LFOs or whatever, seems to work. Um, I have seen one artist, a guy called Zaffer, who works with a, a, a girl called Dat Girl, Zaffer and Dat Girl, US artist, and he does a solo set with an old Roland box, and I can't remember which one it is, but it has a built-in D-beam, and he's amazing on it, like super cool. He does scratching and like kind of noises with this D-beam, and I'd love to see someone like him use it. I think for me, I just you have to use it from being more than a theremin really and and have some rhythm in there yeah. so kind of cut it in with a crossfader or something but i think yeah i think it's i think it's really neat um really nice unit looks great uh i've seen uh, there's a bit of video with someone with two going on so you've literally got eight cc control which is kind of cool um but for a, for a for a i think for up tempo stuff combined with some a crossfader or a switch of some kind, I think you could do some really interesting effects. Otherwise, you're back to the kind of D-beam thing. And I think maybe because they put the D-beam on everything, they got a bad name because people weren't really using them for very much. You know, when you get something so generic on a keyboard, it's like, oh, it's probably not that good. But there are people who use them to really, really good effects. And it's very visual if you can get some kind of rhythm yeah, going I on. Think, so, yeah, yeah I like agree. I think, I think that can work. Yeah, uh, what do you think, Gaz? Uh, just a, a comment in here. Wagyu says uh, he has some Elisis Air effects. Remember those for playing effects with yeah, the D Beam style too. And I think they were they were they they kind of looked cool. And there was an Air synth, wasn't there as well? I seem to remember. Yeah. But what do you think about this? Ooh, it's a tricky one to get excited about. Although you know, I'm really glad that yeah. you know I, lo I love things like this existing. But I mean, you know, it, it brought to mind the leap motion and uh mm. and actually the great kid bevan made a fantastic app for that called uh gecko which allowed you to map cc's to incredible range of gestures i mean you know hundreds of gestures all sorts of things that you could do <laughs> to do with it um so this doesn't really immediately appealed to me in part because i thought i was going to use a leap motion a lot more and here's a strange phenomena about stuff in 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 the air is just the fatigue you get so quickly when you're hovering your hand in the air it's just it's kind of weird with nothing to anchor it on you just mm. even worse it. than an ipad <laughs> 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 but what is cool though is, I mean, when I've gigged with my theremini, um, I, I, you know, which the theremin is essentially like a hundred years old, isn't it, as an instrument, people are still wowed by it like it's the future. So it, it still is this allure of, you know, making music out of thin air. Um, but this being more of a kind of CC controller, obviously. Uh, but I, yeah. As I say, glad it exists. It feels, um, I just wonder if it's one of those things that people get and then just don't use very much. Use for a yeah, bit. Yeah, well, like, you know, that, but, I, but I like, well, it's, it's yeah. like the, the Christmas, it's a bit expensive for an impulse buy, isn't it? That's the thing. I think yeah, you're right, Dom. Yeah. It's, it feels yeah. like it's just a tiny bit too expensive. I think 174 quid is the sort of final release price. And that just seems, like a lot. I don't know when it's actually, when's it due? Uh, May 2023, it looks like, uh, that we're getting there. Um, yeah. They're I, very oversubscribed. Seems, seems... They're 250% 
you know, funded, I think, and everything. So it's good. Yeah. I've got well, quite a lot great. of things I mean, like that nice. in, in drawers, you know, the things that you buy and then you realize <laughs> weren't quite so. So <laughs> take my <laughs> take my input on this with a pinch of salt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, I thought it was worth uh, a nice and nice and worth having. Okay, well, let's uh, let's have a word from our friends over at Isotope. Oh no, or even Baby Audio. Baby Audio makes uh, effective create makes creative effects plugins designed to add colour and depth to your mixes. They were plugin of the year and future music computer music uh, nominated for SOS awards as well. A couple of years in a row. Why not try the Comeback Kid? It's a creative delay plugin with a number of handy features like Docker, transient shapers for the wet signal. You can get 15% off anything on the Baby Audio site by checking out with the code ST15. So if you head over to Baby Audio and there's anything you fancy, save 15% with the code ST15. Thank them very much for their support. Oh, I did a bit of a swerve there. Press the wrong button. Oh, I, I think that's the problem because I'm setting up for the Emom night, which is a different set of hardware. And I, I'm kind of, I've got two sets of muscle memory, which I, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm using a stream deck for one thing and, a, and the MPC, APC mini for the other, which is obviously not ideal oh i'll tell you what i've got look what arrived we've got the uh oh, oh yes what's it called uh -huh. i forgot what it's called the suzuki thing it arrived i plugged it into we've had it andy managed to find one on ebay at a really reasonable price i mean it's a little bit tired this one it's got sort of some of the veneers coming off um but uh yeah i plugged it in and it, it wasn't quite <laughs> as impressive as I remember, but I think I'm going to try and incorporate it into a, a synth jam. Uh, it did come all the way from us, uh, from uh, Japan in a beautiful carry case as well. So I'm kind of, we'll see, it's got Tyco drums. It, it, it feels very underpowered because you change presets and there's like a half a second lag before the before it makes noises. So it's like obviously early tech, but we'll we'll enjoy a bit of that, I'm sure. Um, okay, let's get on to a bit of, uh, what else have we got? Um, Oh yeah, this was, I mean, this was cool. I, I don't know if I can play this because this is on Billboard uh, and it's uh, Brad Pitt at Miraval Studio. I'm going to press like one really quick. You know, it still smelled like the 70s or maybe the 80s to be fair. Like, uh, like it hadn't been touched since then. So it needed a cuddle. That's it. I'm not going to play anymore because I probably will get busted. That's uh, Billboard. And it's basically uh, Brad Pitt. Um, I think it, this this is Brad Pitt and Eva, um Angelina Jolie bought this amazing chateau, and it happened, also happened to be the recording studio uh, of called Miraval, which in the 80s, there were loads of big bands there. The Cure were there, uh, Pink Floyd, loads of stuff, and he basically brought it back to life with the help of, uh, what's the name, uh, Patrice, oh, wait, hold on. Ah, no, I can't remember where it was. I, I, I thought I'd typed it in there, but it's gone. Um, and it's actually... Um, I mean, it's an amazing thing. And I think I think we posted the news on it, uh, or I think Synthetopia posted the news on it. And it, it got so much comment about like, oh, just Mr. Moneybag showing off, well, what a waste of time. But actually, when you watch the whole video, it's not really about a commercial facility, as far as I can tell. It's more of a like a creative hub. And it just made me think, God, if I had that sort of money, wouldn't I love to do something like that? I'm, I'm not jealous. I just thought, what a, what a philanthropic thing to do in many ways. It just seems like a kind of... Uh, a great and an amazing cut of history, and they've uh, the only thing is I think they might have gone a little bit too stark and white. I remember you, Dom, you saying you would prefer, as you can see in your studio, but sort of slightly darker um, creative gothic. vibe. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, gothic. But wouldn't it be? It looks like a great place to go and hang out for the week. I can't take anything away from it. Uh, Damien Quintard is the name of the guy. I managed to, to find Thank it you. online of, that he worked with. Um, he's a French producer whom I'm not aware of, but. Um, 
Yeah, it's beautiful. If you check out the um, the pictures, but it's white leather. It reminds me of, uh, and I can't knock it in any way. I'd love love to work there, love to own it. I mean, I'd love to even touch it, you know, and just work on reception. It's an amazing place, uh, but it is very white. It's like when you buy a car with white leather seats, which is always make me go, oh, someone's going to. I'm going to make them dirty. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those yeah. kind of ostentatious things. And and I I think it's kind of psychosomatic. I think I'm so used to working in studios with no lights at stupid o'clock in the morning in the dark. And then it feels creative and it feels like you're somewhere special, you know. Um, and and I, I would find it hard, I think, uh, to, 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 become as creative as I might be in such a beautiful kind of bright white environment. Um, but I'm sure I could, I could deal with that. <laughs> if anyone wants to book me for a session over there, I'd love to pop over. But what, what an <laughs> yeah, amazing place. Uh, but if I know if I, if I never happened, if I'd had, if I'd built it and I'd, it's obviously taken a long time to put together and it's absolutely beautiful. There's that moment where you just sit down at the, in the desk and you kind of go, oh, that's done. And you think, well, I've got to make a bit of music now. What am I going to do? Yeah, and there's exactly. that moment of well, you've got that. You've spent ages getting <laughs> there. You've, you've shaken hands with Brad. You've said, oh, what a lovely place it is. Yeah, and then, and then you know, everybody's sitting there going, okay, what are you going to do now? Uh, <laughs> so I, I, something I really inappropriately <laughs> poor. <Yeah. laughs> Do a bit of rewiring exactly. and keep it going, but beautiful. What, and and so lovely to have that in this day and age when it's completely commercially ridiculous to open a studio, let, one, let alone one of those proportions. But hopefully, there's a kind of last man standing principle where you know there are still people making lots of money out of music. They can afford to go and do to those go to those places. But yeah, the, the well, I wonder. I when, wonder how you. Yeah. I, I wonder how you get to go there. I mean, from what I gather, it looks like mates, you know, and kind of artistic connections. Yeah. He's also mm. got a couple of, wow. he's got a soundstage, he's got some edit suites so f people can go and edit films there. You know, it's like a Skywalker Ranch vibe, I think. And that's that seems Fabulous. to be the... What they're going for, which I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't begrudge him it at all. Uh, and as no. uh, the last comment said, certainly beats another celebrity vodka. Uh, Gaz, yeah. I don't know. Uh, have you ever been to a studio? You know, those sort of studios, which are sort of almost almost church-like in that they're almost you know you almost feel like you can't you can't put your coffee anywhere or i mean it's in a, yes. the danger is it's in a bloody wine region so there's probably going to be loads of wine you imagine spilling your bottle of cahor on that one of those white rugs you but would you be banned i don't know it feels like you might i mean uh but here's something though nick um what what's the connection between smoking a cigar and that studio Oh blimey! Um, uh, I, I have no idea. I can't think of it. Well, think the of studio used to be Jacques. Well, it was set up by Jacques Lucier. You know him of the that famous piano trio, and they did famously the air on a G string, which was the the old Hamlet. You know, it was oh, a nineteen seventies advert. Uh, so yeah, so that was <laughs> just gotcha. as a okay. aside. Nice. <laughs> um, well, the thing is, what I thought when I watched that little feature was it didn't go into anywhere near as much depth about the technical stuff in that studio. So I think that the people who run that studio should get in touch with Sonic State. So I'm, I'm sure you'll be watching yeah. this and invite me over to go and f make a, a feast for Sonic, kind of going into all the technical stuff of the studio. I think, what do you reckon, 
fancy I th- well I don't, I don't think just you I think basically all of us <laughs> need to go and yeah. uh, we yeah. should yeah. do a sonic a live sonic talk from there we're yeah. just basically we'll do whatever uh, yeah I think that, and that's and a, a Friday idea. fun jam yeah we could do loads of those well, actually, that, that worked because I did one of those. I did one of those in when we went to Hamamatsu's uh, um, Yamaha HQ, and they had this amazing studio room. And I did a reface jam in there, and it didn't feel too ridiculous. It was actually, I mean, the monitors were good, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> and I cranked it up, um, and I didn't. Yeah, I managed to. Yeah, so yeah, we're we're right up for that. Uh, just travel expenses. That's that's fine. Anyway, uh, if if we get it, good shout, Gaz. Good shout. Uh, hmm. All right, let's see what's uh, what's what's next. Um, yeah, okay. This is this is an interesting one, and I, I I'm still not sure about this. I kind of I'm, I can't quite figure out whether it's a thing or not. So, R verb, uh, which Hi, as far as I get, it's to this introduction to AR verb room. It's a reverb oh, plugin that up. uses physics-based modeling to achieve immersive spatialization and natural sound. It may be used to glue multiple tracks by making them sound like they are in the same space. The plugin allows you to place different tracks at different locations. This maintains good separation. Okay, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll put multiple source locations. It's physics-based. Uh, it's forty euros. It's got a low footprint, and the idea and the demos are quite good. It's it's not a creative reverb. It's not like you know the sort of reverbs that I would use in my stuff. It's actually quite realistic. But then I was thinking about it. I was going, well, what's the difference between this and just having a stereo bus send where you where everything's panned into the reverb in the position it needs to go, rather than one on each one? I suppose you've got the front and back and the the that kind of stuff. But I don't know. What do you think? guys it felt like yeah. a little bit like there's a little bit of um it's like expensive audio cables kind of magic going on there i don't know this interests me i think it's quite an okay it's, a, it's an intriguing idea because you know as as a music producer the amount of times i've worked on things and felt that i want everything to be in within the same space and uh, being able and it relates actually to what i've been doing with the uh <laughs> with the uh, the Roland Integra Seven here, that's got a thing called motional surround, which works in on a on a two point zero system as well as surround, in that it kind of creates an illusion using that RSS thing to, and then you can position each of the sixteen parts in within this kind of virtual space. It's it's not entirely convincing, but the effect though is you can toggle that motional surround on and off. And when you switch it on, it does sound incredibly more realistic. And I think oh, related to this now, yeah, it just feels a lot less MIDI. It feels a lot more like, I don't know, like music in a room. So, so it's kind of interesting that this has come along at the same time that I've been getting into this thing. Cause I think there's a similarity in a way, certainly to do with having things positioned around. Now, I've done a lot of music production over over the years, and I've loved that idea of having a fixed pair of microphones and then moving the person or you know performers around within the space, and the mics stay in the same place. And then when you bring it together, it, it gives you a really good sense of um, of kind of. I don't know, like a ah, kind of three-dimensional space. Um, a pair of microphones over a staircase is really interesting, and then you just you just move on to a different step each sort of like if you're doing like a kind of like a big ah uh, choir kind of thing with like one or two people, you do it on different steps, and then have the microphones roughly in in the middle, and then when you bring it back and you play it, that 
it's got kind of real right. space. Okay. It's cool. Now, obviously, this being a plugin, so maybe could sort of simulate similar kind of things like that. But um, but certainly, this idea of having air around everything and and that air being of a of a you know mutual space. Uh, yeah, really good. I think this is this is good. And forty bucks is you know this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Technomatic in the in the chat says uh, theology based reverb, where you just convince people they can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic! Uh, It's interesting though the spatial stuff. I'll come back to you about that uh, because I recently did a recording which should be uh, coming live in the next uh, week or so. I can't talk about it too much, but uh, um, it's interesting. I mean, I I don't know if you remember the TC electronic stuff. Uh, There was an M two thousand and M one thousand, which was I used to have an M one thousand, which was a dual engine reverb and that was very much big on the the real the realism of the space and all of those kind of algorithmic reverbs which were so super real which we we seem to be using effects reverb as effects rather than ambient spaces uh at, you know and the current yes, sound, soundscape i suppose yes i mean there's an awful lot in here it's a really clever idea and it's filling us a space in the without no pun intended um that isn't catered to it doesn't do it quite right but it's definitely ticked a whole bunch of boxes which make it really interesting and i, I don't think there's any ar involved with this i think it's 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 effectively sitting down going okay you know now we can we to put them all in the same space, you've put them all in the same reverb and you position them in there, which is very, very similar to sticking something like this on the stereo bus and, and you're off. But there is a little bit more to it than that. I I kind of expected to have a plug-in that you put on all the channels which communicated across them. It's like That's what the I thought was going to happen, yeah. things are going to do and then everything falls into place and each each plugin that doesn't do that what you do is you you get your sound and you copy and paste it onto any of the plugins and then you can adjust individually on each track uh you there's a pan that will that will position you within the stereo space and there's also a front to back which you'd expect to be working on phasing in some way i think i wasn't that impressed with the sounds on the demo because it's this seems to be a lot more about how funky than clever the idea is and how good the reverb sounds because the the reverb sound itself is lacking a little bit and has some very basic controls. They've kept all the controls to a minimum to make it usable. Otherwise, yeah. it would be absolutely crazy. They look like, like an Ableton device, haven't they? Yeah, yeah ex- I mean, it's great for, for the depths to which it will go, but I think they need to just up their game on the actual reverb sound themselves because I didn't particularly like the sound of that coming out. But $40, you know, a $40 reverb plug-in, with all this on top of it is a great thing. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to maybe version two where it could do cross-channel communication um, and just look into those reverb algorithms and the way it works in a, a little bit more depth. Because I don't know if it's psychosomatic, but I, listening to the demos, it does sound nice. It does sound, you think, well, I wish that reverb sounded a little bit better as a thing, but the general concept seems to be very good. And I thought, yeah, this is really good. It, it's a nice take on something to go, okay, I'm going to put these all in a room. And at the moment, I've just got a level control and an amount control, you know, and, and a pan control. And, yeah. and it's hard to think of this in a space. I mean, there are isotope tools that allow you to visualize them like this, and they're a lot more expensive than this one. So well, uh, or, they're, they're, they're onto or, a I good guess, thing, I think. Uh, 
Or just a surround plug-in and something perhaps in Logic that would work. Mm. You know, so you're doing the front mm. to back. But I suppose this is the simpler version of it. But you do need one per track, which kind of feels... One per which track. is why they make, yeah. a big, they make a big deal about how uh, how much of a sort of light footprint it is and not, not so very CPU mm. uh, uh, strong, mm. etc. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, but anyway, I just thought it was an interesting one. Um, okay, uh, well, maybe now... Now's the time uh, we'll... Uh, oh, no, we won't. It's a bit early yet. So let's have a look what, uh, what we've got. We've done that one. One, we've done that one uh yeah oh while we're at it um let's uh, i don't actually have anything for this but uh this is the this is uh logic pro update uh there's a good article actually uh, i put that uh, this is on uh, cdm link uh which if you're not there this is uh, peter kern's excellent website 10.7.5 uh logic come out which is actually it seems like a reasonably big update um and i suppose i mean the the the, the period of of door updates being massive. I mean, but Bitwig seemed to be the only only one doing those major advances in many ways. I mean, we obviously, um, the, the, the recent snafu notwithstanding. But the thing that's interesting about this is this free tempo concept, which basically you just go record. You don't worry about clicks. You don't worry about countings or bar numbers. You just record it. And then after making it, you can still view the, you can view the analysis results in the smart tempo editor, add hints to improve the analysis, and then edit beat markers to correct the analysis for uh, creating specific beats which i suppose if if it doesn't take you four times as long as it took to do the take could be a good thing uh, i'll come to you first on this gas because i know uh, you use uh, uh, a lot of the cubase features which uh, allow for a sort of off-grid and smart tempo mapping yeah. and that kind of stuff and, and uh, you're not so much of a logic user i don't think yourself these days no you, so. logic hater really lifelong logic hater <laughs> um, <Ooh>. <laughs> Cubase, you know, I'm Cubase man. It's like Amiga Atari days, you know. No, I am, you know, but I, I have got logic and I have to use it occasionally sort of against my against my will, really, uh, for compatibility reasons. However, I have been super impressed that I bought logic, I think, what, I don't know, 10 years ago, <laughs> and here's another free update. You know, it's kind of crazy they haven't there's not been a single paid update now i think since it went to sort of um well from the company's got more money than most countries i suppose that's yeah i know but 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 at the same time you know it's, it's worth pointing out yeah. it's um, yeah, true. however but coming back to the point that you're talking about this the free tempo thing is amazing i mean it, as a conceptually it's amazing but if you put it into practice like i've done on many many albums now it is fantastic i mean i've used it, i've talked about it in the past but i've used it in all sorts of kind of musical contexts in, in one particular one um now i, I just i should mention I, I was using um the melodyne the melodyne's equivalent of this which is very very sophisticated mm. very cool so i haven't tried this one out in logic but just as an example, here's how I, well, some of the ways that I've used it. Um, this guy I was working with, Dave Green, he came to me, wanted me to produce an album for him. And uh, we sat out in the garden and he played me his songs on the on acoustic guitar. And then he sent me a bunch of his demos that he'd made himself. And uh, straight away, the thing that was really obvious to me was just how leaden his music had become once it was in, turned into demo compared to the vibrant music that he performed to me in the garden uh, that had ebbs and flows as he as he moved with his performance. So I thought it was really kind of uh, interesting then to kind of go, well, why, you know, let's take like let's take his performances 
Uh, now, he wanted for this production, he wanted to make quite big productions with drums and string sections and all sorts of stuff on there. Now, as anyone who knows, you know, recording something without a click track and then overdubbing onto it, especially like drums, it's a complete, that's a complete no-go. You know, you just can't do that sort of thing. Uh, however, doing it this way, where you start with a performance and then extract from that performance um, the grid, and being able to edit it is necessary. As good as the uh, algorithms are, you know, you still do need to go in there and just make sure everything is. And, you know, it, I found that to be reasonably time-consuming, but very, very rewarding. Because once you've got that grid that is inextricably locked to that organic performance, yeah, the then you can performance. do all sorts of clever things with it, um, including, uh, including being able to quantize to the performance that's quite amazing right so i did it with the yeah. first tune i did with him I, i've just had a little sort of drum pattern going off my uh, vermona dear um sounds coming out of the vermona with a little uh, beat step pro kind of playing along and just a very simple little pattern but the way it was just locked in beautifully it moved and it just it's amazing. And I was celebrating, yes, you know, musicians have got the grid back, have wrestled control of that grid, you know, that, you know, music, you know, and I've said this many times, but like dynamics isn't just an up and down thing of like kind of quiet to loud. It's a front and back thing as well of being able to deliberately accelerate the music and deliberately sit back the music. And as a kind of, you know, Certainly as a bass player, I feel that a lot with brilliant musicians I've played with. Uh, however, you know, grid-based stuff, which has loads of great value. Let me, you know, I'm not a, a complete grid hater. I use it all the time. However, just having that then, that grid that's extracted from a real performance still feels mm. like the future to me. And the productions that I've done... I think, yeah, that's a really good... I think you need through. to have that person who does the initial performance has to have that innate vibe of what works because there's there's that and then there's just wrongness. So I suppose that's the difference, isn't it? It's if that person has it within them, then use it. If they don't, then you might need to grid it up and make it up as you go along. Now, this is what is very cool, though, and I'm sure you'll be able to do this with logic, is selectively is selectively quantizing grid parts of the performance. I worked with a band called Schnauzer, um, a great band, um, and their drummer's very flamboyant, but his timekeeping isn't necessarily the best. But um, but he's, So you get all this flamboyance. So it's brilliant to do it with, with in that kind of way because you can um, maintain that flamboyance, but where you need to just keep it even, and you, you can just sort of just like quantize. Mm. The tools parts. are there now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, parts along the along the timeline, you know, and then that just yeah. becomes brilliant. You get the best of both worlds then. But Dom, the thing is, some poor sod has to actually do all of that behind the scenes grid editing, which I mean, we again, this recording I just did, we had a little tiny bit of that going on with some live uh, playing. But even that amount was, uh, you know, when you're taking it to that degree, then somebody has to still, you know, even with all the help in the world, it still requires a human input and nudging. Yeah, but locked all the alternative up until now, I mean, the alternative up until now has been so crazy. I mean, I've done a few bits for film. And it, I love logic. I'm I'm the antithesis of of Gaz. I'm I'm logic boy, and I have been. I was Cubase years and years ago, and I, and I have been since it kind of came out really, since before the days before when it was eMagic before Apple, and it worked on a PC. Yeah, well, me too. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's two hundred dollars. It's got to be the cheapest 
uh, amazing bang for your buck. And and it does what I, it, it, I probably I've been molded to it, <laughs> but I just, I just yeah. know it inside out. And, you know, I was the boy who used to go in with all the big producers on Pro Tools saying, Look, just give us the stems. I'm going to do this in logic kind of thing. You know, no, it's industry standard, you know. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, doing, doing work for films. I mean, what I've done in the past is watched a clip of film and just busked some piano, not to really get the notes, but just to get the speed and the tempo and just, or you could be tapping something or anything really just to try and get the flow. And you couldn't do that with logic at all, you know, because it, it just wouldn't work. So you ended up like looking and say, well, I'm going to mark out all of the key points where a bang or a something needs to happen. And then almost try and find a tempo that almost fits everything and work Works around that, which is completely them, yeah. the wrong way to compose, you know, whereas now you can busk something and, and it has this thing in there, which you can give it hints. So it does do some of the work for you. So if, if it's a flamboyant drummer, like Gaz is describing, you know, you can actually say, well, here's a hint. This is actually a downbeat and this is a, a middle of the bar beat and this is a downbeat and you can drop in. You don't have to go note by note. You can just drop in and say, now do your best on this. I've, I've given you hints towards where all the, 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 the basic beats are. So I think it's great. I think it's really really good and and it's something i just got used to not having you know so i switch off i, I forget about the tempo i switch the bars over to time code and i just busk stuff in and i work and it's a nightmare and then at some stage i have to switch over the, to the bars and try and fit around it and 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 it it's a point where technology gets in the way of creativity so now brilliant mm -hmm. can't wait to to do something with it there's some other bits and pieces which are kind of neat as well um for me i, I wrote a couple down ableton link um apple yep, finally yep. bit the bullet stuck ableton link on there now with modules there's so many little modules coming out with ableton link built in i mean math was uh, matt hodson was talking about the one that he uses as his master sync and he it just works with his computer so that's kind of cool um midi plugin output recording this if you think this is a big one yeah. i mean about i had midi time. plugins and you couldn't record the output so if you put an arpeggiator on there you had to record the audio and stuff so that's kind of something that should have happened years ago and and lastly 32-bit audio support which doesn't matter so much to me from a sound quality point of view but from for chucking audio in and out of the thing to come out of things something like audacity or someone sending you files from cubase so almost always in 32-bit audio i seem to find out and cubase would always downgrade them to 24-bit so uh, i'm not one of them particularly someone who stand up and say i can tell the difference but i would like to to keep them at the same format that they arrive in in terms of files and uh, and quality so that was that was really cool so yeah and and as gaz says free update again um yeah, you know, two hundred dollars for something. Yeah, well, I mean, I I haven't used Logic for ages, and we use we use Logic for this mix, uh, and it was it sort of blew my mind because all the playlist functions, the kind of the versions, mm. and the way you can sort of divorce the uh, or detach the arrangement from the mix, which mm. you never used to be able to mm. do. All of this stuff. I mean, it, mm. I I just I found that now it's like there's so much there that I don't know about. It's almost kind of too much for me to use. I'd rather just just know about it and say can you do that and have someone else do it i mean yeah. not that i get that opportunity to do I, I will be able to talk about this project where we did use this uh quite extensively and it's kind of it's, it's certainly kind of interesting for sure um yeah well uh I, did i get uh, oh you know so i wanted to say not that uh there's a super sticker in from wagyu thank you very much it's described as sunglasses perpetually fall onto video game controllers proud proud face i have no idea i can't display the actual i can't figure out a way 
to display them. But what Darling. an incredibly weird, what an incredibly weird. <laughs> um, Instead of displaying them, you should feed that feed that string into Dali and then just show the uh, the output from the Dali the the image generator there instead of an icon. <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh yeah, uh, interesting fun fact: uh, the the poster from our uh, Emom is actually created in uh, in 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 the in virtual analog in virtual um, AI. I typed mm. in um, electronic music in a uh, in a uh, football stadium bar cartoon style, and that's what came out. Oh, after cool. a few goes so that was actually generated by ai um, not the words obviously but the background image just thought i'd throw that in there anyway we should really have a word from our friends over at isotope because uh, i've been, been a bit amiss yeah this is about all to do with ozone 10 which is the future of mastering mastering assistant match up your master to reference to a file ozone 10 is kind of is the benchmark for many people when it comes to mastering. Uh, there's Master Assistant, a stabilizing module, which is in advance, adds clarity with intelligent adaptive mastering EQ, an impact module, which enhances the rhythm by controlling microdynamics. This sounds very much like we were talking about uh, on a micro level. Uh, and don't forget to use the code SONIC10 to save an additional 10% on any software purchase. Uh, so you will be able to save anything, even on the launch price of Isotope, which I think might be over, but we do thank them very much for their continued support. And uh, you can, head over oh i'm supposed to press that button on i damn i didn't press it there it goes welcome sonic talk listeners if you head over to isotope.com forward slash sonic talk you end up with um the uh you can there's a special landing page. God, I'm really not... I, I, I tripped over myself there. I do apologise. Uh, we should probably get on to some questions because there are indeed questions coming in. And, and there's one... Uh, I think we've got one in for... for this. Yeah, for, this is an interesting one. Barbie, Barbie uh, Shatify YouTube, uh, what forthcoming Behringer gear that you are awaiting the most? What is the, what is the forthcoming Behringer gear you are awaiting the most? Mm -hmm. Thanks. Interesting one. Um, obviously, uh, they have, I, I think they have, if I remember correctly, 20 or 30 um, things that are still waiting to come out. They did just do the uh, uh, the, the Selena and there's something else as well. But, you know, all of those announces, and I think the chip shortages now may be uh, coming to an end. So they're, oh, I'm pressing the wrong buttons again. I don't know, Gaz, are you looking forward to anything particular coming specifically? Uh, I I think the VCS3 would be the one for me because it's like I've been a dream of mine to own one for mm. real. And that is a dream that I don't know if I'll ever, ever achieve. Um, and they are just getting so, so expensive now, aren't they? What's a VCS3 sell for these days? Mm. Must be several thousand, I'd imagine. Yeah. Many thousands, even. Many, many thousands. Ten. Yeah. Wow. Ten, okay. I'm sure. Yeah. So, Ooh. you know. It's a funny one, isn't it, with Behringer and anything, you know, and with uh, how right and how wrong things are. But when things like the VCS3, uh, I suppose there is the Syntrix, though, isn't there? And the Syntrix 2, is that right? It's almost, yeah, yeah that, it's the Syntrix 2, that looks really nice. Mm. And that's not, I mean, uh, you know, it's still a couple yeah. of thousand euros, but it's not bad. Mm. We did, uh, Jim got a, got a video on that at uh, the recent uh, Synthplex, actually. It's worth watching mm. and it looks really yeah. interesting, that one. Yeah, but I think out of any of them, I would say I would say that one per, for me personally. Yeah, the VCS three. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Dom, just trying to look it up because it's, it's trouble. Uh, <laughs> pardon, <laughs> um, I, I'm just trying to look. I've forgotten what make it is. King Tubby's dub phaser. Um, oh, the the, the biphase. 
Biphase, Mutron no. Biphase. That's the one. Thank you very much. Nick is better than Google at music. That's fantastic. Um, it came out briefly, and I think it may have been shut down by uh, for copyright reasons because there are there were selling a couple. There's a couple in existence, but yeah, Mutron Biphase clone. I was I really really wanted one of those. Um, just trying to think of anything else. And nothing else has really floated my back. I mean Oh, what's that? Oh is that exactly. have you got one? Is that a Berenger one? Is, no, 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 this is Original. a mutant fly phase from um Jeff Rubin Electronics. But uh he's super, he's super so, cool. He's super cool. Sorry. Nice. Nice. Oh wow, yeah. lucky you. Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to well, I'm uh, trying to pick up all the bits from from the, you know, the, the from that old school dub world and the biphase is 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 one of just one of those things. So I'd love it if they did come out. I have a horrible feeling it probably won't, but uh, if anyone knows where Well, they actually they just didn't they just announce it. This was this week they announced that they were making it. I'm sure I've just seen that, that kind of show. Oh, it's up. been announced yeah, before sure. and it, and it did go back okay. on it did come on sale and then get withdrawn. So reannounce would be amazing. Brilliant. Lovely. Yeah, well, there we go. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for that question. Okay, we have another one. Uh, this is, uh, the, 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 I suspect this one might, uh, yeah, this is this will be an interesting one. This is uh, from uh, Nick Howes of our YouTube. Uh, does the panel think that 80s delivered the pinnacle of synth music? <laughs> okay, we had Prodigy in the, <laughs> in the 90s and recently uh, bands like Churches and The Weeknd, but they're tapping at 80s vibe like crazy. Uh, there is more to the question, but I can't figure out how to actually show that. Now, there's a one. I mean, uh, I I'll come to you first, Gaz, because I, I don't know how attached you are to that particular era of synth music. I mean, there's an awful lot of stuff in the prog um, uh, world that um, features synth, perhaps isn't purely synthesis. So you might have something to say on that. Um, I, 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 70s for me, every, you know, I just 70s for every single genre, every single genre, <laughs> 70s, even Acid House. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but, but, um, I mean, I mean, the, the 80s is the iconic decade of synths, isn't it? Um, uh, and I, I get it, but I, I just, for me, like when I listen to 70s synth music, it still sounds like the future or even late 60s stuff, you know, um, Jean-Jacques Perry or something, just, it still sounds like this future something like you know that cocktail music future cocktail music that's the future i'm still kind of holding out for really so i don't know yeah so the, like mort garson who i've only in the last few years really become aware of is he canadian i don't think he's with us anymore but um fantastic uh his um plantasia album which got a reissue a few years back um is an absolute firm favorite of mine and i aspire to make music like that like synth music like that so like early 70s mid 70s i think you know so that would be my that would be my uh my choice of time fair fair comment uh it's interesting isn't it don because i think i mean we say uh, most synths were made but actually i think there are probably more synths being made now than there were then yeah. so i i'm not sure i i, I yeah. I'm, I'm not sure i would agree with that statement what do you think i'm not one to look back that much. I mean, if I had to say best decade, it would obviously be nineties because I was, it was my prime and peak and, and and smashing it back then with with stuff that I was recording. But uh, it's it's funny. There's a there's a famous DJ who lives up the road. Um, I just met 
reasonably recently and he was oh it's nice to meet you because most of the people that live around here like um oh he, uh, this guy i met he said oh i, I was i used to play keyboards for marmalade or you know i was, I was a drummer for shawaddy waddy or whatever not to not the 70s those kind of bands but it was like it's very rare to meet someone who doesn't come in and talk about the past um and and I mean, I think the 80s and since were exciting because they were new, effectively. You know, they they, they <laughs> yeah. moved on a little bit from, you know, the great big CS80s and stuff. And so suddenly you had things like Tubeway Army coming out with where synths were loud and brash and they, and they competed with guitars. And and then you had the whole, the whole kind of new romantic kind of whole thing, the whole lifestyle choice. And also, if that's your era, if you were in your teens back then, then clearly... Yeah. The reminiscence of that is going to make yeah. you think that it was the most amazing thing. Because probably, to be fair, you're not listening to that much music. If you're comparing that to The weekend, um, you, you ain't listening to much of the synth music that's, that's coming out now. And that's fine because people grow up and they don't listen to that much. And it's quite hard to find these days. But there's some brilliant synth stuff going on if you can dig it out or, or find some playlists that you like. So uh, it was... It was um, it was a time, a, new, a time of new. It was a, it was a launch, exciting kind of brilliant time to be around and to see and to hear because literally they were like, "Whoa, what's that noise?" Yeah. Or, or, you know, even though was that a boy or a girl singing, and, and what's that fashion? Or what? You know, the, it was a different time, and it felt fresh in the same way that punk before it had kind of ripped everything up, and anyone could suddenly make music. And I think that's great, um, but I don't know if the music itself. A lot of it doesn't stand the test of time. Some of it does, but there's equally mm. some killer stuff coming out in in drill and rap and stuff with kids with laptops that really don't give a monkeys, which was exactly the same as going on back then, which just rips it up. So, yeah, I look look to the future and enjoy the past, I'd say, but don't get hung up on it. I think that's my... My yeah, there's a couple thing. of good comments coming in, actually. Every synth decade has their amazing uh, um, synth album, which I'd agree. And one thing I've been listening to recently, and I haven't really discovered a lot of it, I haven't listened to a lot, but the new K-Tempest stuff is really good and really mm. synthy. Some of it is incredibly mm. electronic. And uh, I think K is now with A rather than a she, uh, but brilliant lyricist, brilliant. And, mm -hmm. and the, I don't know what the album is, but that... Um, the, they do these kind of, they're all like maybe two, three minutes maximum, really, because they're based around poems rather than the sort of repetitive form of pop music. So they have a very different form factor, but there's some really good synth stuff. If you check out K Tempest, that's K-A-E Tempest. Um, really good stuff. Well worth checking out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Um, let's see. Do we have any more questions? I'm just trying to think what uh, what else have I got? There. Have we got time for another one? Is everybody okay for yeah. another one? Yeah. Okay, right. The, the the problem I'm having now is there's so many questions and I've there are so many going back so far. I need another way of sort of re-filtering it somewhere. So I, I or I need to I need to basically uh, um ah here we go. Uh, oh yeah, actually that was a that, that was a thing and th this this might tie in a little bit with because uh Universal Audio announced the new synth which is Polymax. Uh, and let me see if I've got it here. Uh, UAD synth. I'll play a little bit of this and then we'll, maybe we can have the question as well because that, that all sort of ties in. So this is the Polymax. UAD synth. This is another synth for the platform, which is, you know, a new thing because I can't remember the last one. I've reviewed it actually and it did sound pretty good. Um, and there it is. And they're, they're kind of aiming it at the, uh, as a sort of 70s well, classic polysynth and it does you know in that demo sounds pretty good uh, available as part of their uh spark um 
subscription, which is nineteen ninety nine, and obviously as they add more things, that becomes because when it first came out, it was a bit expensive, it seemed to me. But now as they're adding more things, it becomes less value, but, but more value, uh, more value for money. But that is, is still two hundred bucks, and it seems like a lot of money for a software synthesizer. And I suppose this well, uh, so if we wrap those together, uh, I'm just trying to find out where that is. There was a. a Yes, here we go. This is the question. This is from John Van Eaton in the chat room, which sort of goes along with it. Uh, with Mac Silicon uh, M1 and M2s here, are UAD hardware and Waves hardware prices going to fall through the floor? Which, uh, if you base it on the release of that one, the answer is not in terms of software. Maybe the software will be, but... Uh, uh, Dom, you're a developer. What do you think? I mean, the, the, I, I haven't seen anything much in this synth that makes me kind of go, woo, yet, but... Uh, no, the, the, the no, perhaps... sounded pretty good. Yeah, that's probably not the best uh, the best example to back up a claim that that, that, <laughs> that they're not going to fall. I mean, it just seems a little bit. Maybe they they price it like that to make the, the subscription model seem seem better. I'm I think not so. Sure that it's, yeah, that would be the way. I think normally. I mean, yes, I think I think it will. Um, it's nice to have. Yeah, I wouldn't feel disappointed if you'd bought that hardware and it was sitting there and you were using it because it's still throwing everything out from uh, your laptop or whatever to something else and taking the strain. Um, but I think it's a natural thing as 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 computers get more powerful, particularly with the game change. Oh, I hate to use that word, but you know, the, the, the such a jump when the M1s came out in 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 the ability to process film, particularly. Um, and audio as well as a, as a kind of sideline to that, they are going to be able to take on a lot more jobs. So all the things that were really, really intensive um, don't need to be handed off. I think actually what we might do is see a rise in processing being done on the cloud and streamed back in in near real time or, or stuff that can be cached, you know, can be done out there. So not necessarily for the... Uh, for reasons of of kind of because um, they need the clout, but for reasons of ownership of algorithms and 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 black box things that 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 uh, retailers and, and manufacturers can control, you know. So we're seeing it on mm. on phones with with VR video apps and audio and, and 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 picture apps where you know you can you can swap faces and all that kind of stuff. A lot of that gets sent off to the cloud, gets worked on in their own systems, and then comes back to you very very quickly. And I think um, I know there's people doing a lot of work on being able to uh, push stuff backwards and forwards audio-wise into some remote server as fast yeah. and as creatively as possible. So there are ways, for example, of if you, if you had a soft synth sitting in the cloud, it could, it can, the, the people are trying to work out what you're likely to do with it next and stream that down to you um, in order to have it ready for you, if you like. So it's not working in real time. Yeah. It's trying to identify the bits that you do need. And, and you and don't, you don't realize that you, that it's you not don't realize time, yeah. that that's what's going on. And, and, you know, bandwidth is, is improving and pretty soon in the same way that M1s are now super fast. Bandwidth is going to become a nice issue to a lot of people as well. So, so yeah, I, I can see that moving from your computer so, so it used to be on a bit of an external box because it needed the processor it's moved onto your computer i think it's going to now move away from your computer it's like the old analogy that that microsoft wanted you to run all their software on your computer and google wanted you to run all their software away from your computer and i know which one i would bank on because it's much easier to maintain the google side of things than it is to support a load of hardware that you don't understand so i'd i'd say to answer this is a bit of a drifted question but to answer your question 
yes, they'll begin to drop out. There'll always probably be a need for external hardware to do really intensive processing of something, maybe 3D holographic VR machines and stuff that we haven't thought of yet. But generally, I think it'll probably be a move away from the laptop now out out into someone else's space so they can control it. Yeah, well, of course, we've got the GPU audio guys as well who are uh, yeah. moving apace, and that seems to be coming on. I know they're sponsors of uh, of our show and uh, some of our videos as well, but uh, I'm keeping an eye on that because uh, that they, they showed us a, a concept for a synth which will run on the GPU, and I think that will perhaps stop because there is all of that stuff sitting there that hasn't been utilised on computers we already have, and if that can be utilised, then that will keep it away from the cloud for a bit. Uh, yes. But also, you can you can run massively GPU heavy instances in the cloud. In fact, this show is running on a GPU instance in the cloud. You know, so therefore, you know, I know it works. Um, so yeah, but uh, so I think ultimately that hardware will change. But we've got to bear in mind, in the same way that there's this huge legacy of people, studios and uh, post production houses, most in in the states and in Hollywood that are sort of wed to Pro Tools and mm-hmm. that hardware, and the DSP there, it takes a long time for that sort of to check to change across the board. And those kind of places don't change fast. It's kind of like you know spaceships still running DOS code because they know it works. You know, it's you get to the same wow. you get the same sort of situation in Hollywood and in these big facilities. So it's going to be a while, but um, yeah, I think it's going to. It's going to happen, isn't it, Gaz? I mean, I know, you know, you've you've spoken about this before. There doesn't, you know, with the speed of the new computers, not just Macs, but Macs have sort of leapfrogged everybody else in terms of power efficiency, at least. Yeah, um, it is interesting, isn't it? I mean, so re- referring to the, back to the topic with that synthesizer, the Waves synthesizer. Sorry, not Waves. The uh, the UA synth. Um, uh, I mean. How much more, like, uh, can analog modeling, et cetera, et cetera, how, how, how much more can that be developed anyway in terms of, like, you know, the faster computers get, um, they sound pretty good to me already. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's sort of, it's one of these things where you keep pushing. And, and I suppose the same thing applies to the emulations of the compressors and stuff, you know, and, getting closer and closer to the real thing is it i mean i suppose that uh infinity of analog means that with you know even following moore's law you, you never you're you're never going to catch it are you so i suppose that always gives you some marketing uh marketing scope for new new more accurate things in the future that require more hoof and more and more power um but I mean, me personally now. I'm I, although I'm I'm using a computer a lot for video editing. Four um, K. I'm working on four K now, and um, but music. I'm still using a fraction of the power that's available to me. A fraction. Um, so <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a funny old thing of like you know. Um, as things develop, um, my music isn't sadly developing in the same in the same way. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I've, shuffling I've music. Just got to interrupt. 
Oh, I've just got to into. Oh, it sounds like you've just triggered a, a smart speaker. Uh, um, I did. Hold on. I just want to say uh, thank you very much to uh, Graham uh, for simply for the 70s prog and multi-timbrality mentioned in the show. Thanks, mate. They're very generous of you. And uh, I'm sure we'll put that. That'll be a round of drinks at the uh, at the EMOM. But thank you very much. Gaz, did you just trigger Siri or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, AI wanted, or did AI AI wanted to wanted to wanted to chip in there? Yeah, but I didn't. Know, I didn't know what the music it was that it, it started, but it sounded really good. So I'm actually ah. maybe going to get something out of this. All <laughs> um, oh, right, well that's cool. Yeah, mystery. Yeah. I think mm. I, I think inevitably, you know, as the march of technology, these kind of walled gardens to a degree. I mean, the only yeah. walled garden that is currently rocking is apple and, and, and i'm not i'm not keen that a company can have so much influence globally but it's because they own from the sort of metal as soon as the power enters the machine to what you see oh. on the screen or what comes out of the speak they own the entire process so they can be as efficient as they like and they're just eating everybody's lunch because in the pc world and in many other computing worlds you've got to kind of cooperate and talk to other people apple don't have to do that they oh. can just do what the hell yeah. they like fortunately at the moment you know and we have been in a situation where companies like apple or apple themselves have really cocked things up and we've had to find alternative solutions right now is a bit of a purple patch for them and we're you know i'm using a 14 inch macbook pro and you know yes it's expensive i get that i know I, i'm paying a lot but for the, i've never had a computer this powerful ever and you know it's it's and it means i can just do pretty much anything i just go oh, i wonder if it'll do this and there's this never even sort of broken out of sweat really i mean so I think there is a danger to this level of monopoly, but it, it will also accelerate change because everybody will have to suddenly speed up to, to, to try and kind of catch up with it all. And uh, that's what's going to happen, which is a good thing. We'll get like people like GPU Audio, who I believe are working on Apple Silicon support as well. So we'll be able to use the GPU yes. power in there. So, you know, it's all, there's, there's a lot of yeah, it. They are. There's a lot to come, they I are. think. A lot to come. It's, it's, very, it's very true. And again, that's why, you know, Google want you to work on their servers with a with a, a flat front end to it because they own the hardware there. There's no no way now, I think, for anyone to gain that kind of footprint that Apple have done. And they knew from the start, if we own the hardware, then we get all the ends on the software. And it's, it, it shows, you know, uh, at least now platforms are becoming a little bit more coherent. So, but Microsoft's team of people that make sure it works on everything must be huge and it doesn't need to exist for Apple. But it's weird about the monopoly yeah. thing, isn't it? And it's just a way of life because when, when the internet kicked off, way back in the, in the 80s or whatever, it was the, the chance to open everything up for everybody. You know, I can I can sell direct to you anywhere in the world. I can put my, my website up. It's, it's free. It's open. But we've ended up with one secondhand retailer in eBay, one main retailer in Amazon, one huge music supplier with Spotify and a few others trying to break in. You know, you've ended up with one of absolutely everything dominating the industry. And I think that's probably just what happens it's really weird well, it's, but it's cap it's, it's just you know, the way the, the, it's, it breaks down works yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, Lady Attitude uh, says, uh, "Yeah, Apple kind of do benevolent despotism, right?" I still a lot to hate about it, but uh, the, the least, the least of evil of evils, and I think that's a fair comment. Sorry, Gaz, you like to come in? Well, I mean, what I want from Apple is low latency, musician friendly, low latency wireless audio. Please, you know, we've waited far too long. If you've got all this power let's have some let's have some of that please you know because you're happy to take Getting away our wires 
You take away our headphones, but you won't take away our freedom. No, um, but I think uh, you'll take away our headphones, but you won't take away our latency. I think would be the, uh, the quote there. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. That is the one. That's the one. So yeah. So that's what I want to see. So if the if they're good for anything, let's have that, please. Because um, yeah, I have. However, um, I have been using Elk um, with Mister Robin Vincent. Oh yes, I saw. Yeah, up. yeah. How was that? Yeah. It is actually, in its basic form, is brilliant. I mean, Robin lives 250 miles away from from me, and we've been able to, you know, properly jam together, like play guitar, <laughs> sing in, and, do, and then we actually also synchronized our modulars using one of the channels. To, uh, I could send him a uh, a gate signal, and he could clock his modular from mine. So uh, I don't know if Robin's video's dropped yet, but that'll be a video soon. And I've got one in the works as well about the experience. Wow. Um, but it is quite, it is quite surreal when you're doing it, and you, and, uh, it, 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 you really feel like you're playing with a musician in real time, which you are essentially are. The uh, the elk situation, though, is you get a an audio interface box that doesn't connect to your computer, but just directly connects to your router via an ethernet cable and that box itself i think has got sub one millisecond in and out in terms of what it brings to the party then you do need you know a decent uh internet connection uh but then you're able to play music with someone but it's it can't be too far away. And actually 250 miles away, the, the Robin is. Um, we did have a few little issues here and there, but by and large, the experience was pretty smooth. Um, uh, elk is currently, though, quite expensive and also fairly yeah. limited in what it currently provides. There's a lot of things on the roadmap, um, but like there are MIDI ports on the little box, but MIDI isn't currently supported. That'll be a biggie when that comes. Uh, and also, you can't really use it as a sort of recording medium it's more of a just playing music together and you can't really use it either as a streaming platform either not without a lot of other bits of kit like maybe i've got here i can run things into the my streaming unit or whatever but it in itself and also it's got a very high you know you have to buy the box i think it's around 300 euros and then there's a 12 pound a month subscription on top mm. I yeah, like, that's... and you can have up to five people uh, in a session. That, uh, but that would mean each of the have five to pay twelve bucks, yeah, and buy the box as well. So it's yeah. a big ask. But for some people, it's amazing. I can imagine it'd be incredible for songwriters who work together, and you know, I think that's that's where it would really shine. Um, the fact we managed to get the modulars clocked over it was great, but it did use up one of the, you know, my stereo sends. You know, Robin can only hear music yeah. from me in, in mono. Uh, maybe when the MIDI, uh, when when MIDI is, uh, you know, when the MIDI is supported, maybe that'd be good. But I was actually thinking, I wonder whether when you're clocking uh, modular and sending an audio signal you know whether that will remain inherently tighter i don't know if like midi there would be more kind of drift if there's any sort of blip in the latency um whereas you know your modules are waiting for that audio kind of gate in order to advance to the next thing so i just don't know uh maybe <laughs> whether that's a better 
better way to kind of clock, you know, for for these sort of real time jams. But mm, interesting. But it was, you know, the actual thing of me and Robin playing music together was real and exciting and felt like, yay, finally, you know, when we... Is there a video got... Is there a video component to that as well? So are you seeing what you're hearing yes. or does the video arrive yes. later? Yeah, there's a, but the video is, the video isn't, the video is late. So right. you will get a little bit of latency on the video. So they recommend that you just use a video for communication purposes and there's a talkback feature as well uh but the video will not be completely in sync with what you're receiving from from the person it sounds through. it sounds like they're doing all the good work and someone else is going to come along with a better idea uh, uh, rather sadly exactly. or a, cheap, or a <laughs> cheaper uh, option you know it's always I a mean, second through the door isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the hardware is brilliant though and the, but there's no controls on the hardware whatsoever so it is entirely you know, if you buy the hardware, you are completely invested box, into yeah. just into the Elk ecosystem, and then if mm. you've got your uh, you know monthly subscription. So, I personally feel that that's at the moment is a bit of a hard sell. Once some of the other features, like being able to use it like uh, uh, in a meaningful recording way or live streaming way, I think yeah, it then you've got, maybe you got used, yeah. And, and also a bigger, bigger user, a big, you know, five, maximum five is great for sort of bands or whatever. But can imagine if it was like you could use it for sort of um, community choir things or, you know, and God forbid we go into another lockdown. I mean, it feels like if that had have come out in 2019 or something or into early 2020, yeah. it would have been... A, you know a huge hit so. oh the irony the irony of the fact oh, that the, the actual irony. isolation stopped them from 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 developing it in time for that is, is, is kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's a shame isn't it well yeah. thanks guys that's uh, fascinating i can't wait to see those videos that'll be great um so you two guys are both doing videos tonight uh dom you'll be on at about nine right Yep, nine-ish, Mr. Wiggly just... Oh, YouTube has got this new at thing. So uh, so you can actually say, just look at at Mr. Dot Wiggly and you'll find me, which is really cool. But that's nine o'clock. But just oh, after yeah, Gaz, go, go watch Gaz and then um, flip over <laughs> well, when he's done. That would be... That's the best idea. Right. <laughs> nice one. Okay, well, Gaz, your show is a bit later on. Um, and, 8 and for, But thank you very much yeah. for joining... Yeah, 8 p.m. Brilliant. Thanks yeah. for joining us. It's been a, a pleasure to have you both. And uh, the time flew by, as it generally does. And I will, uh, at some point, go and have a look at my... I think I've got it here, yeah. I, I'll be going to look at my, um, my... Whatever. I can't remember what it's called. I feel a bit rubbish for actually not saying that. So, yeah, anyway, back to there. All right, well, uh, that was Sonic Talk number 735. Goodness me. We'll see you next week, hopefully. And, um, yeah, thanks very much, everybody, for watching. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Thank you.